Welcome, everybody, to a brand new spanking edition of the Sunday Card. It is week number 11. We are one week away from Thanksgiving. I can smell the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the turkey as it arises from the oven. Maddie, what else arose this week? I think it was us coming back, getting two, three and two weeks. Maddie Ice is here. Lemon Pepper Lou is back too. He is a risen back here as well, which is nice to see. But Maddie, man, we got a way. We got a, a ways to go in the season. But this was really needed this week. Yeah, and it didn't feel like it came easy either. No. I felt like those games were those games were tough. They were a slog. Uh, but yeah, no, records are rising. We're getting further. Well, I'm getting further above 500. You are crawling back to 500 now. You <laughs> as soon as you eclipse as soon as you eclipsed it a couple weeks ago, you had that dagger of a week. But no doubt, you are going to be on your well way back to uh, you know we're getting above that 53% number to be profitable. Took my legs out. Especially and and then everything that happened this weekend, like with with all the drama that's been going on in New England. On top of that, we'll do the weekend review now. Uh, that was disgusting, and I'm like, as if I wasn't already done already. New England with a loss, and I'll just go through uh, my wins and your wins real quick. So three and two for the both of us, and one of them obviously being early on Sunday with Indianapolis minus one and a half. That's a winner in Germany, which was the most disgusting interception ever from Mac Jones. And then we had some crazy ones. We had two of the crazy ones. We had the mind meld, Maddie. Houston coming through for us outright at the buzzer. The the uh, favorites, uh, the dogs, excuse me, were eight and six this week, but we had five outright winners as dogs and five teams winning at the buzzer. It was nuts. And no money on parlay yet, but, you know. <laughs> What can you do? What can you do? You had Houston with a winner. We also had uh, Cleveland. Cleveland coming through with a comeback. Kids for the Browns as well. So that was really, really big for us. I know that was your last one out. But then your other winners, your winners, Minnesota. uh, Easy win over New Orleans. And your Broncos, man, a win on Monday night. Some good winners this week. Yeah, I get two more outright winners as dogs. Um, Minnesota, again. Just another head-to-head notch in the belt here. Danny, I'm just going to go ahead and take another yes. one of those from you. Um, and then Denver got Ken Dorsey fired. Uh, you know, they're, they're shuffling the deck over there in Buffalo. So You fired an offensive coordinator. I think I think me and Lewis's teams can both learn from, from the Buffalo Bills. From, from where the Broncos started the season, where they were statistically the worst defense the NFL's ever seen, 70 points given up to Miami, now they're getting OCs fired. So to say they've turned things around – would be an understatement. It's a pretty good week when the Bills lose, blue, isn't it? Uh, yeah, normally. But, you know, when our teams lose and they stink as bad as our teams do, it's uh, just give me the next week. Just, just hold your nose and let's hope for the best. It's not It's not great. It's not. And welcome to the basement of the AFC East, my friend. I know you're not here often, but welcome. Hello. Yes. Often. Never, never been here before. I don't know what this place looks like. It smells down here. I don't. There's rats. You'll get used to the smell. You'll get used to the smell. It, it's not pleasant, but you'll, you'll get used to it. It's all right. It's okay. You'll it's a, you get used to it. It's all right. It's fine. So uh, Knowing you guys aren't too far away 
but but still, it's, it's not it's, nice. You guys made this place a disgusting mess while you were here. Jeez, it's got a it's got a hint of ammonia to it. You know, it's <laughs> really <laughs> a little bleach, a little Mu- bleach. very okay. musty, very musty. Uh, the uh, losers. I was on New Orleans, uh, so Maddie won the outright as usual. Um, your AFC South little parlay of this whole idea, and it wasn't really a parlay. Vrabel let you down. Uh, bad, bad on with the rookie quarterback, and then Jacksonville, just total dud. I mean, is there anyone that can play with these teams? Like anybody? Yeah, I don't know that Jacksonville game. They were so flat, so dead, and then Tampa Bay. They had a good Baker game. Mike Evans was a, was a beast all game. So ah, it was tough. Yeah, definitely tough. And then Seattle, that was disgusting. Oh my gosh, if you if you were with me on the local channels, I know you guys had like the Giants and Cowboys, which is horrible. But on the local channels, we had Washington and Seattle. And my God, I'm like, one stop, one stop, one stop. And he's in the end zone. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was that was gut wrenching because it was my number one play. And we were that close to four and one. Like it was just like you said, like it was a struggle to get to three and two. And I was at three and one and could have easily had Seattle. Yeah, I mean, what, two seven-point leads in the fourth quarter? Oh, they gave it up. Makes you Tough. sick. Makes you sick. The state was still better than the city, though, I must say. Under the weather hits again, which is nice. Gets back on track. Jacksonville, thank you for not scoring. But no thank you for the money line parlay. Minnesota lays in, and that wins. Lou tried to stick it to me with the Pats, and it was not a good idea, Lewis. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. I, I, I mean, how, how do you – Dan, Dan, how do you not win that game? How many <laughs> opportunities do you need? I mean, come on now. McCorkle Macaroni Jones is out there with the chance to win oh. the game, and he drops back. He throws right into the end zone, and it looks like something a two-year-old would throw, just a dead animal falling out of the sky. Really was. Interception. That, I mean, that should have you- come. That should have covered. That that's just that. It was bad. It was bad. If you saw my reaction on 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 the all the on the X, I mean, you almost swore. I almost swore spitting up like like I was fuming. I had rabies after that. Well, you look like a true Jets fan if I've ever seen. That. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> that's what we've been reverted to. You now. look like Chad Pennington just threw the season away. <laughs> isn't that so poetic justice i mean it oh, really it, i'm it, you know what's funny i'm down here in the basement smelling the ammonia i'm glad you're with me it's not- <laughs> hold my hand through it i've never been here uh okay so we're both three and two uh i get to 23 25 and two maddie is a scintillating 26 20 and four lewis three ten and one what are you going to do? Uh, it's basement games. But the under the weather is 9-1. and one, And now we're down 4.9 units with the money line parlay. So is this the week we go big game hunting? We're going big game hunting this week. That's for sure. It's 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 a bad I, – I, it's probably a good week for money line dogs. I mean, we had five outright winners last week. Not a lot of short ones, not a one, ones that I can convince myself of. So we are going high volatility. I love it. We have five teams over – Five teams over 10 points as a, as dogs this week. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think is. so. Yeah. yeah, it's right around there. And then there's like seven that are at least a touchdown or more. So that is juicy. It's going to get real juicy. But before we do that, 
it's time for 10 questions. After 10 weeks, ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorite things to do on this show is do the 10 questions. We did it a couple of weeks ago, and now we kind of presupposed a lot of things, and a lot of things have changed. So now I'm very interested to see, Maddie, where we are going. Uh, so let's get to 10 questions. The top quarterback of 2023 is number one question. Matt, I'll be honest. I went through like the top five in each like major statistical category, and there is a lot of turbulence, this, that, and the other in those categories. Sam Howell is leading the league in passing yards right now. How nutty is that? Is he the top quarterback? Uh, no, it would be the number two guy in passing yards, C.J. Stroud. Ooh. It's clear. I mean, he's the quarterback of the year. I mean, I was going to say the other one I would say would be Tua. But, you know, because I think he's leading in passing touchdowns. But I would take C.J. Stroud right now. Tua right now is the only quarterback in the top five of each statistical category. Only one. Uh, but I had Lamar. I had Lamar as the top one. And I think Lamar's playing out of his mind. He doesn't get the statistical recognition because – of his running ability, but he's almost got 500 yards rushing. He's, he might he might get a thousand yards rushing and 4,000 yards passing. There's a good chance of that. So, I think Lamar is probably the best right now that I've seen. Yeah, like I said, I mean, total yards wise, he's probably going to end up leading all quarterbacks. Yeah, no question. Lou, you have an answer for this? You're telling me it's not Josh Allen? What happened? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, yeah, no, no, it's uh. I like CJ Stroud. Lamar is great. Patrick Mahomes is always, um, but obviously the numbers aren't there for him. Uh, yeah, CJ Stroud. Are, are we going to be talking Ooh. about MVP and an offensive rookie of the year in the same season? That's a uh, could be. It's got us at the talks. The talks are starting now. It's coming now after this week. It only yeah. happened once before. I believe it was Jim Brown that did it. So it's been a, a long time. In a while. Yes. yes, it's been quite some time. Yeah. But the more fun question is. Who's the worst quarterback to start a game this season? If you watch that Cowboys Giants game last <laughs> week, you know exactly who the worst quarterback is. I mean, the Giants with Tommy DeVito could not run a competent offense last week. I mean, they were unable to move the ball the entire first half. They Couldn't got it going a little bit in the second half. Like, yeah, like I mean, they were just like backed up on their own goal line on like a couple of those first possessions, and it was just run, run, run just to buy the punter space. Like that was it was bad. It was back to uh who was it did a couple of years ago did that for them and he got his got canned for it where oh. he, he, then he ran the QB sneak from the from was the two by Morrison. Was that Glennon? I can't Who remember if it was that? Glennon or if it was uh the the guy with the the guy with the crazy hair, McAdoo. Was that McAdoo? <laughs> McAdoo, but, I think, called it or Judge called it. Judge definitely called judge, it. Judge, it was Judge. Yeah, That's yeah, who it was. Judge called it. Yeah. Lou, who is it? Well, I could go with the easy pick of Danny DeVito. Serving out the old garlic bread in New York. But Dan, it's it's gotta be Corkle, doesn't it? It's gotta be old macaroni. Oh, it's not that it's gotta be macaroni. <laughs> and I really make this pick because I know how much you want to defend the kid. You will piss and moan all over Zach Wilson, who's obviously terrible. Okay. But if it's a comparison of Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, you will destroy Zach Wilson and go blind <laughs> eye to Mac Jones all day long when clearly he stinks. Okay, I have had said it a thousand times that he's he stinks. Horrible. He's terrible. I'm saying it now. He's I, terrible. 
Is it okay for me to say that Zach Wilson is terrible as well? Can I say something? No, he's horrible. Can I say something real quick? This whole Mac Jones made a Pro Bowl in the first year thing. Who said that? Shut up. All right. Who said I'm that? Think of it. Okay. I'm because he's a fill-in Pro Bowler. Because yes, I think Pro Bowl means nothing. Yeah. Right. That, right. Exactly. Right. And and they keep saying, "Oh well, well, look at the regression because he made a Pro Bowl in the first year." And it's like, no, well, he who, he's a fill-in. Okay. Yeah. Nobody yes. wants to play in the Pro Bowl anymore. So the guy m- made the Pro Bowl. Okay, and he's horrible. So I hate this whole like. Oh well, he's a pro bowler. He should be respected more. And such a, no, he stinks. Okay. Well, Lou, you'll you'll get to uh, lambaste whoever the TV personality is in question four. I promise you. Uh, worst quarterback starting game is Tommy DeVito. I wanted to give Clayton Tune a shout out. He was freaking terrible, uh, <laughs> and Tyson Bajan as well. Uh, stick to arm wrestling. NFL expansion seems like the five to ten year plan internationally. Did you like it better in London or Germany for potential? team possibly it doesn't matter it's gonna be bad wherever they go give it give, give, put it put it in london they got you know they got enough stadiums out there i liked it in germany though i like i think they are more football inclined in germany like they actually care about it a little more than london thinks of it as like a social event that's how i thought about it little... no they they give those tickets away for free nobody cares <laughs> they want to see Borussia Dortmund and Manchester City. Get, they don't. <laughs> they, they don't care. It's not better anywhere else. Just bring come back stateside. I know Jacksonville does well over there, but no, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, Who I don't want it to fired? happen. I don't want it to happen either. But if it yeah. was going to happen, Germany. Who's the most obnoxious NFL TV personality right now? Broadcaster, analyst, commentator. Who is it, Matt? Can I go first? Oh yeah, yeah go ahead. Go. Yeah, please. This is your this is your uh, railroad here. Does first take as a whole count? As a <laughs> that's that's whole, fair. I'll give you that. Can I just do the whole? Because I used to be, you guys know, huge first take fan. Used to be huge when it was actually a debate. And now it's just, it, it, it's mind-numbing to even put on. I have to turn it off. It, it's it's crazy because I work from home. Uh, it's Or I just listen to it on the way to work. Stephen A. Smith. He doesn't know anything. He goes the way the wind blows him, and it's just another hot topic every week. So, Very true, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I don't really watch any of the TV talking heads, but uh, as far as the clips that I do see that make it online, it's Cowherd. It's Cowherd. It's always been Cowherd. Uh, I mean, he's just paid to make storylines up. Uh, I hate saying this because he is from our area, but... I just can't stand how dramatic Danny O is. I can't do it with him. Like he's just yeah, so he's so just oh my god. Like I feel like the breathy upset like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Like that's Danny O for me and it's just but like Danny, everything is awful for me. He he watches like 25 hours of footage every week. What do you Oh mean? my gosh. We have to watch 25 hours of footage to be experts and no like like, come on, man. Like, he says ridiculous stuff. I know, I know, I know. You know, it's the whole big network. I'm not going to say the name, but it's the whole, yeah. You know, yeah. you know. All right, let's get juicy here. Uh, of the AFC teams that are currently in the playoffs, there's a lot of surprises here. Who will not be in the playoffs come January, Matthew? Well, as far as the way the news broke this morning, which we haven't even really talked about in the show, we'll probably get to it when we talk about the game this week. I think it's going to be Cleveland now because Deshaun Watson, as we found out this morning, is going in for season-ending shoulder 
surgery. So they are in the sixth spot right now, six and three, barely holding on. There's a couple other bad teams in there. Obviously, it could be the other uh, AFC South team that gets out outgained and outscored almost every game. But uh, I'm going to say Cleveland. Uh, Lou. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Cleveland. I'm trying to look up and see who's actually made it into the playoffs so Pittsburgh far. Pittsburgh like- and Houston are the other two. The other uh, wild cards. Yeah, CJ Stroud is lighting it up. The fact that they wouldn't make the playoffs or even win the division is kind of tough right now. I know they're with Jacksonville, but that shellacking by San Francisco. Uh, Pittsburgh, somehow, some way, coaching is the most important thing in the league. Mm. I think we agree on that. Uh, Mike Tomlin, again, is just showing us how important he is to his team. Uh, so, yeah, Cleveland probably because Deshaun Watson's out. You know, he probably needs a long massage. But we'll, we'll see what happens. That's, um, you know. <laughs> We'll clip that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I don't think any of them. I think maybe Pittsburgh, but I, you know, their schedule is difficult. Yes, but they're tough. Cincinnati and Buffalo are both going to miss the playoffs. Like that's that's a hard thing to swallow, man. It's it feels tough to to pick one of those teams to 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 get out. Though. They're all playing really good. So I'm at Pittsburgh just because you know they're just one to pick off. That's that's the easiest one uh, of the NFC team. Same question: Who is not making the playoffs, Matt? This one's harder for me. I get, I haven't really been on Seattle much lately, and they've just like their their defense has got some some weak opponents that have boosted up their defensive stats. Like I don't think they're all that good. They got young players out there, but I don't know. I, I'm going to pick Seattle to miss out. Uh, this is Seattle's remaining schedule. At the Rams, San Francisco. At Dallas, San Francisco again. Philadelphia. At Tennessee, Pittsburgh. And then at Arizona. They have a brutal schedule. And they could easily lose five of the next six games. Seattle's my pick. Lou. Uh, the fact – well, hold on. So the commanders, right, the commies are right there. Well, they're like two games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota's got the seventh spot right Minnesota's now. Minnesota's kind of like, all right, is Dobbs going to keep this going for the entire time? Dallas is clearly going to make it. The fact that Dallas is that far down, they're the sixth in the NFC is kind of tough. Uh, it makes sense with Seattle, you're saying it, but I'm looking above. It's like, man, New Orleans is five and five. That would be the low hanging fruit. It's kind of. I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like, do we believe in the Lions? Yes. The NFC is, well, you guys do. Uh, The NFC is much, uh, you know, much foggier than the AFC, I think. I agree. uh, You know, anything can happen, too. And the Eagles being 8-1 and in the first spot, I think it's a little questionable. It's like, all right, they're in first, but... I, I was listening to something today, and they were talking about Jalen Hurts being the MVP favorite, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, really? Really? Yeah, is no, he's like, not. He's not. He's got the best odds right now, though, if you go yeah, look. That, that's pretty yeah. ridiculous if that's the case. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but yeah. So Let's go. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just sitting there looking at these teams. Seahawks, like you guys said, the Saints, just kind of like a default team yeah. making it because of the division. So. No question about it. NFL Coach of the Year is Dan Campbell. I think it's Dan Campbell for sure. Dan Campbell. Yep. Hundred yeah, percent. Bite, bite the probably. kneecaps. Yeah. Take the if you take the Lions to the playoffs, you get an automatic NFL Coach of the Year. Oh, hold um, on, no, Dan. Hold on, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. 
Now I hear a certain horrible might be coaching for another horrible. This is a different subject. No, I know, I know. But if he goes and gets the the job done, if he gets the job done on Saturday, then comes back and gets the job done on Sunday. We got to talk. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, right. The most disappointing team in the league is, and is there any other answer but Buffalo? No, it's the Patriots. Yeah. That was my answer. That was my yes. answer. Sorry, Matt. Sorry. Yeah. I, now that's, that's I was going to say like Buffalo, Cincinnati, obviously are on the outside looking in the playoffs. Um, but I would just say like you know we expected regression, but the Giants. I mean, the Giants were a playoff team last year, and then they are just bottom of the barrel. I know that obviously we. We were kind of fading them last year from all the luck that they were having in some of these games and some of these tight games. But um, to, to go from playoff team to where they were, to where they are now is is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, you could make the kind of argument for the Patriots being a game out of the playoffs last year, making the playoffs the year before, feeling like they were going to get better, and then being the worst team in the AFC with Bill Belichick. Like, this was supposed to be the, hey, we're at least going to make it in season and now we're hey we're done with our quarterback possibly done with our coach and are going to be a top five pick like that's crazy to me buffalo just from where they were like from the top to the middle versus the patriots the middle to the low it's all the same you know it really is uh let's go to the most surprising team in the league is who i hate to reuse a pick but it's the texans again obviously i mean i think they are clearly the team that's overperforming the most um you know having two picks in the top three you know three or five or wherever they were last year um but they've turned it around in a hurry with the new new head coach new quarterback new weapons all over the place so i would say the texans texans is the easy answer lewis is it the same answer no for me it's the steelers it's really be, yeah because i mean who the heck would have thought they'd be six and three right now that's who, true that's what do they answer. got what are we doing it's just good coaching like i said before it's just yeah. who would have thought I mean, they're tied with the Browns. They're both six and three. If they're winning that division, if they beat the Browns on Sunday, I mean, there's they get the ugliest wins possible. I know somehow, some it's just like you sit there and you're like, man, they're 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 not bad. They're good. Yeah. Like I don't know what to say. They're going to be there. So they are the definition of somehow, some way. Just like, <laughs> they don't know how they're going to get there, but they get there by any yeah. means necessary. That's the way it is. Uh considering what they've lost. Minnesota, like I, I, we thought that they were going to be a regression team too. I know they were good last year, but not like, you know, we, we knew that they were point differentials and all those things that were telling us, no, they're not that good. They lose Kirk cousins. They lose Justin Jefferson for most of the year and they're still doing it. Like they're, they were better. They were and three. This team was and three. And now they're in the playoffs with a backup quarterback who was on the, who's been on the team for two weeks. Like, I think Minnesota – Houston's probably the real answer here. Minnesota is shocked me with how they've been able to to keep this going. Uh, finally, how many teams can you actually see winning the Super Bowl? This is question 10, Matt. Uh, it's really just six. It's three from each conference. It's Chiefs, Baltimore, and uh, Jacksonville, I think, does have a decent chance. I know that that was pretty – they're definitely – probably my last team in out of that six. And then I would say uh, Philly, San Francisco, and Detroit. No, I didn't skip over Dallas accidentally. (laughs) Uh, To me, it's four. Because every time we've seen Jacksonville, how many times, I mean, Eagles, Eagles, 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs, how many times have we seen a team play one of those teams and get whopped? 
The Lions mm-hmm. played the Ravens, got whopped. The Cowboys played the Niners, they got whopped. Uh, you know, we could go on and on. Jacksonville against the Niners, same thing. I mean, it's it, Miami against the Eagles, same thing. Like, it's all, like, unfortunately, we're on a path of there's only four teams that can do it. So that's that's my answer. Lou. I only got five. Chiefs, Ravens from the AFC. And I got Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, and the Cowboys are hanging on by the the slightest of threads. You really believe that? Yes. Once they get the playoffs, they're a different team. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But sooner or later, that narrative's got to run dry. Like, sooner or later, it's going to not happen, right? Like, And then we're going to go, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't think the Cowboys were going to win. And it's going to, sooner or later, I'm not saying it's this year for sure. That's why they're five. But sooner or later, it's going to come to a point of like, all right, like, they're, I mean, they're good. Let's yeah. not act like they're not good. They're good. Dang, outstanding. Okay. But of all the people to say uh, sooner or later, when you as a Jets fan have been sooner or later for 50 years, this team hasn't made an AFC title oh. game in, since 1995. This is the last oh. time the Cowboys made an NFC title game. Oh, oh, NFC. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I yeah. was alive for 2012. <laughs> whoa, whoa, so, whoa. so of all the all the guys to say that, I'm shocked that you would say eventually. No, no, but I just I watched them play and it's almost like to, to make the Super Bowl. That's really what it is. It, it's not to win, it's really just the idea that they could make oh, I it. said win. But I I no, I know that I know, but there's well, if you make the game, there's always a chance. Yeah. Anything because that's the thing with football, it's not a seven game series or anything like that. Right. It's one game to win them all, you know, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, it, 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 the problem is, is I look at the Eagles and the Niners and it's like, they have their flaws. The same but, as the, but every, every, every time, every time a team that is what we think might be ascending plays those teams, they get killed every time by those teams. No, I, I hear that's why it's only five. That's why it's just, yeah. and they're number five right there at the end. It's very, uh, Dan question for you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I know you've seen the – you sent it to me, the color gradient of the Super Bowl. Yeah, this oh, conspiracy okay. theory of the week here. Yes, yes. Put your put your aluminum foil hat on real quick. Okay, go ahead. Put it on. Antenna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Niners-Ravens, right? That's what it's supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah? What, what do you think of that? I think that makes all the sense in the world. We'll have a rematch. I, I'm all in on the conspiracy theories from, like, those type of things. Like, yeah. some of them are wacky, but that – it's not that far fetched. <laughs> well, because it keeps it keeps keep working. It, That's keep why. Keep it in your mind, like like yeah. they're they're okay. sensitizing people. You know? All right, now we're off the rails. I got futures on both teams. Go ahead. Excellent. Go. Good for you. All right, that's good. Ten questions for us. We'll we'll probably do some more again after the season, the post season, or the the post regular season, pre post season questions, as you would say. Uh, let us get into. The picks for week 11. Matt, like we talked about, lots of big dogs. So I think we'll probably start there. Now, we both went three and two. I know I'm starting there, but are you starting there is the question because you can pick or punt this week. I want to punt. I want to see uh, where you got a big dog in, in store. I want to see where the big dog is. My first one isn't necessarily. Big. I feel like the dogs get bigger as we go up the list. Oh, I yeah, I agree. Uh, I would say from last to first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Matt, I, look, this is a hard game to take here because uh, these teams are very familiar with each other. Uh, 
it is a bigger dog here on the list. Not huge, but big. And and look, if things weren't bad enough already, you know, for for one of these teams, we do know that there's a reason why Superman's kryptonite is green. I'll take the Jets plus seven in Buffalo. Oh, I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing it. Don't think I won't do it. I mean, how can I? I mean, are we crazy? Are we crazy? I get it. Like, the Jets' offense looks bad. But, dude, the Sunday night loser, and maybe the Bills are the Monday night loser, fine. But the Bills are just, when is this going to stop? When is this going to stop? This is the worst team for Josh Allen to play. This is his kryptonite team. This is the defense that stops him. Like, I mean, I don't know what else to say. He just threw three interceptions against this team, against one guy in the first game of the season. And they and it was couldn't have been a more lifeless situation for the Jets. And he does that. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. So I am taking the Jets. Look, like it or not, like Josh Allen's numbers are not great against the Jets in the last three or four matchups that they've had. The Jets have also won two of the last three matchups against the Bills. And we're getting seven points here. The last three weeks, this is the Jets' numbers, the last three weeks on defense. Number one in opponent's completion percentage, second in yards per attempt, fourth in opponent's passer rate, fourth in third down defense, first in red zone uh, opponent's attempts per game. They're first in defensive yards per play, second in opponent's punts per play, fifth in opponent's uh, points per play. It's, It's just there for the Jets to dominate up front especially on the right tackle position. The Jets have too many edge rushers to not destroy Spencer Brown, just like how Denver was doing. Denver was having some pretty decent pass rush against him. Uh, Nick Benito, and they got the other – Browning is back there uh, and the like. I mean, Denver did a great job there. I I just don't see how Buffalo can hold up on on the offensive line, and I just don't see how Brees Hall doesn't have a big game in this game. Buffalo's defense is just – too small. Denver ran it down their throats. Russell Wilson made some great third down plays. Yes, Zach Wilson will have to make a play or two. That is no question about that. That's a lot. It's a lot. Garrett Wilson is good enough to be to get himself some separation. And again, run the ball. Reese Hall, Dalvin Cook, you have them for a reason. Run on this Buffalo team. It can happen. I like the Jets plus seven as my number five pick. Yeah, this this one was Zach Wilson's just off my board. Like Zach Wilson, I mean, they, he hasn't scored a touchdown in two games, and, and then you know he had. I think they got one against the Giants, where they probably had incredibly good field position in that ten to three win, or was it a defensive touchdown that they scored against the Giants? E- either way, I, they, they, he might not have scored a touchdown in like twelve quarters, basically. <laughs> so he's so far out my board. It, it, you know, I came across this fun stat as I was looking up other stuff for games. Um, the Jets have scored zero red zone touchdowns in the last three games. I was looking at red zone percentage. They, over the last three, are a 0.00 in touchdowns scored in the red zone. That so true. that's tough. It, I, I will say it's a super low total game. You get a total of 40. So, you know, getting seven points in a, a game like that. A lot of weather. A lot of weather. So I can I can see it. But I'm wondering if Buffalo, after firing Dorsey, will see how the offense looks in, the, in this one. If maybe if they – they shake it up. Maybe they get back to basics. So I don't know. It, so it you're telling me hard stay away from me. So you're telling me that Buffalo is going to operate without a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator, and everything's going to be. You know who the offensive coordinator is? 
Joe Brady. Joe Brady, former show guy. Okay. Yeah, Carolina, right? LSU's Joe Burrow, LSU uh, offensive coordinator. And then, so then he got a really bad opportunity in Carolina behind Matt Rule running the, mm-hmm. running the show there and then has now had to go back into the coordinator time. And this could be his chance to elevate him back into the head coaching search. He was hot in the head coaching search a few years he was. ago. He was. But we got to start giving the Jets some love on defense, man. I mean, we have been, but, man, they're doing everything they got to do. They just can't get any points. And fine, give it to me. Just give me, give me, give me 13 points, and I think we can get here plus seven. I really do. Give me 13 points and we can get there. Uh, number five, man. Number five, I, man, I, I like don't even like this game, but it's a team that we've just got to start fading and that we love to fade this team. But I hate that it comes at the expense of me having to back Jordan Love and the Packers. Oh, catching wow. three points at home versus the LA Chargers. Uh, I mean, the quarterback difference in this game is is the big glaring obvious difference. I think that's what people will will look like. But other than that, the underlying metrics of these teams are not that different. Uh, I think the Packers in the last few weeks have shown more competence. You know, they had that week one game against the Bears. They looked great. And they were absolutely putrid all the way through to like playing playing that Denver game. And they got the bye and they've, they've put or that was the game, first game after the bye. Um, and they started to look a little more competent. Um, but the Chargers, again, they were the same thing as far as starting to look more competent on defense up until Detroit hung 41 on them last week. And then we still know that this defense is absolutely brutal. Um, the Packers defense, I think, matches up well against the Chargers because their weakness is defending the run. Um, and the Chargers throw the ball more than just about anybody as far as in every situation. They're, they're 31st in rushing success rate are the Chargers. Uh, and they're also known to pass over expectation in every single scenario uh, more than anybody in the league. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what the scenario is. They are willing to throw the ball uh, any down and distance. So I think that they're going to be doing that. And that's where corners like, you know, Jair Alexander is really good. They've got good linebackers and green bags. So hopefully they could take away a little bit of that passing game. Um, but the defense of, of the chargers is just absolutely brutal as well. Um, and I, you know, the Packers have gotten the ball going. The Packers are gaining 4.7 yards per attempt on the ground over the last three, which is sixth best over the last three uh, amongst the league. Um, and the charger, the chargers, they're allowing 31 yards per drive. They're 31st in yards per drive. I'm sorry, not 31 yards per drive. They are 31st in yards per drive allowed. Um, they have survived off of turnovers with this team. So I, I would need in this game, I just need Jordan Love to be able to take care of the ball, um, not turn the ball over uh, because that's where the chargers are really making their money and getting good field position for Herbert. So I think as long as this is kind of just mostly in between the twenties game um, without a bunch of turnovers, I think the char- the Packers at home, some cold weather for this LA team, uh, hopefully keep it tight here and cover that three points. You know, I thought, th- I thought they had that three and a half last week against mm. Pittsburgh that I snagged and just, that four is a killer. This feels very similar to the Chargers Lions game, where yes. it's landed right on three. Like I have Packers in my leans. I do like the Packers here. I don't love them, yeah. but I like them. And and I and I think that that three number feels like right exactly what it should be because the Chargers always play close games. The Packers kind of always lose close games. It kind of yeah. has felt that way at least recently. Um. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they lost to Denver, and they lost to Denver, right? Or they beat Denver? The Packers, no, the Packers lost to Denver. That Packers was, that lost was... to Denver, close, and and then they just lost to Pittsburgh, close. I mean, it's it's been close losses for Green Bay. This is a tough one. 
Yeah, it, it's a pros Joe spot too. This is one thing that helped me kind of convince me here. The tickets are 76% on Los Angeles, 56% of the money on LA. So still a majority of the money, but a 20% difference uh, coming towards the Packers in that one. All right. Uh, we've talked about big dogs, right? Um, and I felt like I, I was all over all the big dogs. I'm like, big dogs, big dogs. But I felt like I had to stick a favorite in there. I felt like I really, I did. And I needed to find one that I'm like, okay, I feel really confident in this game. Um, I don't love it as much because the line has moved, but that Heidi Bowl rematch was nice for the Raiders, but the Sea of Hands rematch won't be very kind to Las Vegas. Google it, kids. Chris Raza would know what I'm talking about with his Raiders history. I like the Dolphins minus 13 and a half here. I like a big number. It's a big number, but... I loved it at minus 12. It was minus 12 all day, recording on Wednesday. Um, it was minus 12 all day today, and, and it's 13 and a half now. And it's like, oh, that makes it hard, but I, at least I'm under the number of 14. That's all I can say. Yeah, I, I, this was my this was one that had to come out for me because of that one mm. half point move. I I had them in here at twelve as well. Um, because again, this is this is right when Tua comes in, right? This is this is now Vegas doesn't get to play the two of the worst teams in football yep. at home with you know new coach and rah rah, and we're and we're gonna get up for this one. But you know now now you're going on the road to Miami, and they're getting healthy too. I don't I don't think Hill or Waddles on the on the injury report. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey should be comfortable now playing a full full set a full game and he's gonna be able to go up against Devontae Adams, hopefully slow him down a little bit. Um because I mean they showed it last week against the Jets is that they can the Raiders can only move the ball in offense with Adams and with Jacobs a little mm-hmm. bit like with a little bit on the ground. But through the air it is Adams and Adams only. They got him going early and often last game. So hopefully Ramsey can take away a little bit of that. But yeah no, I, I like this number at 12 uh, like I said, I bet it at 12, but 13 and a half pushed it out for me on this one. Well, Miami's healthy. Like you said, they're also probably, they might be getting eight chan back this week. So yeah. that would be a big boost for them. We talked about, you talked about the Adam Ramsey uh, combination. I think they finally have, what Miami finally has now is off the bye. Their defense is getting really good. They're getting better. They've improved their pass rush. You know, they're third in the league in pressure right now uh, on defense. Like they're really getting good. And they've added that lockdown corner. And now all those corners are playing together. The Needhams, the Howards, the Ramseys, the Cater Cohus, like all those guys are now a good, solid secondary group. And even though the Raiders' specialty on defense has been taking away the explosive plays, I think the early script for Mike McDaniel off of a bye and giving him two weeks to just come up with a game plan script against the Raiders to start this could be seven nothing in the first two minutes of the game. Like I really, I really think that. So Raiders are usually good on land, but it's tough to raid in the water with dolphins that swim that fast. Give me the dolphins minus 13 and a half. Yeah, Michael Taylor's gonna be in his bag this week, I think. He is gonna be in his bag, the Gucci sunglasses, whatever they want. I mean, it's gonna be nice day down there, 80 degrees. I don't know if Vegas knows what hits them. Number four. Number four. We got to go. This is, I mean, this is a, a primetime game, primetime matchup. The two hottest teams in football, the Vikings and the Denver Broncos, <laughs> showing down on Sunday night football. I'm coming so back good. in on the Broncos. I'm coming back in on the Broncos oh. again this week. I, now, normally, like I said, normally we don't back the primetime winner Monday night like the, the Broncos are. It goes against our core principles, but I think that the public is 
just blindly in love with Josh Dobbs right now. I mean, he is, again, we start talking about like, where, where does the media driven stuff go all week? And, and what are the stories all week? And it's, I mean, the Josh Dobbs hype and, and, and the success that they're having is blinding the public right now. Uh, and I think they're ignoring how good the Broncos have gotten. The Broncos, like I said, I, I, they're legitimately, obviously maybe a little bit of bias here, but you could back me up saying that the past three games are very different for them. The coaching is finally taking place. And it's, it's, I don't think it's a fool's gold thing because of that reason. You're like, oh, it is Sean Payton and Raheem Morris. These guys have success at doing what they were doing for a long time. Um, I'm sorry, Vance Joseph, not Raheem Morris. <laughs> um, but they've had a lot of success in the league and it just took time for, the, for these players to learn their system um, and to get it out. I mean, the way that Peyton had the field goal crew running out there and just knocking, I mean, got lucky on the last one, but yes. did it twice, getting a field goal unit out there quick. That's like just a small microcosm of like, this team is starting to pick up, like Peyton's instilling all of his his mantras and, and what he does good as a coach as far as that all-around head coaching, making sure guys prepared. Um, but again, I, I think this matchup works pretty well for the Broncos here. The rush defense for the Broncos still continues to be a, a downside for them. It really has been over the past few years. Um, they've, they've really been about the pass rush and defending, defending the pass, but uh, matches up great with Minnesota, who doesn't really want to – run the ball they're doing a little more now with Dobbs but they have no more Cam Akers for the year um and I know he's not a great player but they brought him in because Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler weren't doing enough and now that's what they're left with so uh they, they clearly don't think those guys are enough they wouldn't have brought Cam Akers in he's out for the year now um over the last three games Denver's defense is top 12 in yards per attempt allowed uh total passing yards allowed total yards per game completion per uh, completions per game and completion percentage uh, per game they are in the top third of the league in all those categories over the pa- top past three Russ has been really well. I think he's actually been playing pretty well all year for the most part. The defense was really what was letting down the, those first six games. Um, he has not been great against the blitz, which really does worry me going up against Brian Flores, this mm. super blitz heavy thing, but the blitz heavy defense. But uh, I just think that Denver is a hard place to go as a dog at night in November when the altitudes are going to start, you know, really affecting those lungs, making it hard to breathe there. So I am going to fade the public darling in a really tough road dog spot. Matt, you are so back on the Broncos. Like, so I really, I really, I'm like talking again next week. We're going to be on the, in the hunt graphic. And then all the way back. Once I get a screen grab of us in the hunt, I'm way back in. I'm like so back in like it is full. Let's ride. Like it is full. Let's ride for you right now. And you want to know something? I think your point about Sean Payton and the details like that's the Parcells Belichick style Peyton learned under, you know, and I think you're right. I think it took some time, but they're getting it. My one concern for this game, a great wide receiver really makes that offense go when you're running RPO action and Jefferson is back for this game. So uh, more than likely, we don't know exactly yet, but it, he could be back for this game, especially could. being a Sunday night. And I, I think it's likely um, that would be something that would scare me. Denver, Minnesota was actually my original thought. I'm like, mm, no, it, this doesn't make sense. It's too chalky. But then I was like, Denver's just won a big game on a short week. Coming back home, like I just there was nothing I could say about this game. I couldn't get there. Yeah, no, yeah, it's two odd teams of football. Yeah, it's it's very yeah, two oddest teams of football, right? Um, but I can get there with the real marquee matchup this week on Monday night. I can get there because not only is the game a gift, 
Matt, this line is a gift, man. I love the Eagles here. I love the Eagles here. I just, I know that we're not supposed to bet against Patrick Mahomes under a field goal and all this stuff and Andy Reid off a bye and all this stuff. But Matt, Philly's a better team here. And they're just the better team. I'm sorry, maybe barely, but they're the better team. I'm not sure the fourth quarter heroics of Mahomes is in the arsenal against the slow-playing Philadelphia offense that takes place here. I mean, I I think they will squeeze down the Chiefs. This is not the same offense. And I get it. Maybe right out of the gates, they'll be humming like they did against Miami. They had a great game plan, a great script to come right out and do it. But I think Philadelphia is a harder team to get turnovers on. They're a harder team to, to deal with up front. Very different offense than Miami. Um, and this is a team that's going to be pissed. Like I, You don't think that they didn't have this game circled, that they get to go into Kansas City and play a team that, that took that title from them? Never mind the Kelsey stuff and the Taylor Swift stuff. I mean, it, oh, that's going to be all over the place. I'm more about ball control here. And ball control is Philadelphia's bread and butter with time of possession, a top five team in that. I think the offense is just better at doing that. Matchup of the game, A.J. Brown versus Trent McDuffie. I think that is a huge matchup that's going to go down. Brown has been on a tear, and McDuffie had the game of his life against Tyreek Hill last week. Now, both teams really play to their strengths when Philly's offense is on the field and Kansas City's defense is on the field. But without Nick Bolton, I do wonder if Kansas City is going to be as fast like they were in the Super Bowl, especially to deal with the RPO action. I don't know. I think I think the winner of this game is going to be either Mahomes finding a groove on offense and finding something that works or Philadelphia's pass rush. And that's where I get lost in this game. I, I think the game will be over if Philadelphia gets a pass rush. They're seventh in the league in pressure rate. They're number one in overall pressures. They're sixth in hurry rate this year. And Kansas City is 24th in the league in pressure rate allowed. I think the game is really won and lost and won right there in a very simple way. Both these teams are even on offense and defense uh, with Philly on offense and Kansas City on defense. But if Mahomes is under pressure, that's going to ruin the whole game for Kansas City. And I think the Eagles just have the advantage. It's simple as that. The week before Turkey Day, the birds get to fly one more time for revenge. Give me the Eagles plus two and a half. Getting points. Jalen Hurts, too, doesn't hurt. Ding, ding, ding. Ring that bell, Danny. We're going head-to-head again. And you're Apollo Creed. You're Apollo Creed here, and I'm Rocky Balboa. That's what we're doing. Round seven or eight of the year, it's got to be. I have to go back. Uh, You said it. Patrick Mahomes. As a favorite or, uh, or as an underdog or a favorite of three or less, he is 26 and one. 20 six and one and I, so you you credit the eagles for top five time possession they're at number three the chiefs are number seven i think these offenses are running the same way uh I, you know both of these teams are top five the the chiefs are number one in first quarter scoring the eagles are number five in first quarter scoring and that is i mean literally the game could be one loss right there whoever mm-hmm. has the lead after the first quarter after that first half they are both going to try and run that same thing on offense, sitting on the ball, bleeding the clock out. This is a defense and burn the clock out kind of a game. People might look at this and be like, 
offense and over and shootout. And it's just like, that's not what these teams are this year. These teams are both like grinded out kind of a team. Um, and the, as much as the Chiefs offense has struggled, the Philly secondary is like a gift for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they have all sorts of problem covering the middle of the field. Um, their outside secondary is even banged up. But that middle of the field is right where Travis Kelsey is going to be able to go in and eat. They're going to be able to run those crossing routes with their fast receivers. I think Rasheed Rice can, you know, is building rapport with Mahomes, and he's been much better. And I, I just think that this is a great recipe for Kansas City to be able to move this ball a little bit better. And like I said, hopefully get up early at home and then be able to sit in the ball in the second half. Did you know that the Chiefs under, the second half under for to the Chiefs this year is 9-0? and 9-0 and to the under because of that style that they play where they get up and then absolutely boa constrict teams into the earth and and, and stop them from being able to move the ball. Um, give Spagnola a ton of credit for that for all the second time, you know, all the second half halftime adjustments that he makes. Um, and uh, you know, while Andy Reid off of buy stats have not held up since he's joined the Chiefs, I think that helps. So they're both coming off the buy though, so you can kind of scratch that out a little bit. But uh, give me the Chiefs here at two, and the number is down to two and a half as we say this right now. This is bouncing around two and a half to three. Mm-hmm. So since we're head to head, if it was not head to head, I'd give you the three. But that. we're making that two and a half. You better believe it. Oh, I hate that. Uh, other thing, isn't there a stat out there that says both teams off of the bye, uh, that have, I can't remember the stat that, uh, Evan Abrams gave out, but it's something about both teams being off the bye that the under is like a ridiculous number. It's it, especially this year, it's like nine and one or something, something crazy like that, but it's up there. But Matt, I think the great equalizer as well for Patrick Mahomes, if he's going to throw the ball, the weather on this game, it, it, it might be like wet snow wet snow rain winds up to 10 to 20 miles an hour in 35 degree kansas city that sounds awful and that sounds like ball control to me so that's where that's where i get and i get kansas city is good in time of possession but running the football is going to be really hard for the chiefs this week against the philadelphia front i think kansas or i think philadelphia is going to have an easier time dealing it especially with swift and the offensive line, uh, I, I just really like the Eagles here. Lil, obviously, with the wife, had to pick this game and do not like Chiefs personally. But uh, this ain't personal. This is business. All right. We'll see if it's Rocky 1 or Rocky 2. Because I'm hoping it's Rocky 2. But we'll see. Yeah. No, it's the, it's the original. It's the original. The original. Okay. Number two. Oh, this is one of my favorite ones. Because uh, I've been waiting to, to say this. For, for like the entire season. I've been waiting for this guy to get back to us. Because I'm handing out chicken nuggets for everybody, baby. Give me the Cardinals and Kyler plus five against your boy Stroud this week. The little chicken nugget, the mayor, is coming back and getting five points in Houston. Like, that's just too mad, much mad. That's just way too many points for the Texans. They're not this juggernaut team. Like, the MVP, C.J. Stroud here. I mean, Kyler, I don't think, has been properly priced by the books. I really don't think he has because they're afraid of rustiness or that, uh, you know, he's got to make some plays or he's going to go on the road now instead of at home, and he won that game last week. I don't think he's properly priced out to see how how much better he is than what they had. So uh, he got that win last week for Arizona. And plus, we got to play the seesaw game here. We did it with the Bengals last week. The Texans are that team this week. We got to play that game. 
Five points is too much, Matt. Four of their last five games have been decided by three points or less. So these Texans play close games. And then you look at the last few weeks. It's been a tough go for the Houston. Uh, for Houston, they improved in the run game on defense, but passing wise, hasn't been great for them the last few weeks. Uh, last three weeks, 28th in defensive completion percentage, 27th in defensive yards per attempt, 26th in defensive passer rate, and two of those three games are against Baker and Bryce Young. So I have a lot of confidence in Kyler Murray. Maybe not to, you know, outright win this game. Maybe they do. I think this could be a possible uh, money line round robin play here on the road. And they say everything is bigger in Texas, Matt. But don't forget, the biggest little guy in the field this Sunday, he's from that state. Give me the Cardinals plus five. Yeah, it does feel like too many points. This is just a stay away game for me, uh, especially the lines bounced around a ton. I want to say it opened at six, went all the way down to like four. And now it's back up to five, five and a half. So yeah. it is really all over the place. The thing that worries me about betting on the Cardinals is their ability to stop the offense. I know that they'll probably be able to move the ball, but this is, again, one of the better passing attacks. And their secondary is absolutely brutal. CJ could be throwing bombs to Tank Dell. Uh, and, and Noah Brown all game here. So that's where it worries me back in the, the Arizona, but they definitely are the side in this game if you're going to take it. I like them. I like it. I think Kyler makes some plays, man. Could be fun. Plus, uh, Houston has been better against the run lately, but historically for the whole season, they, have, they haven't really been that good. The Cardinals just signed Michael Carter off waivers, so they got another running back in there with James Conner, who's healthy now. Maybe. I don't know. I like the offensive coordinator here. Number two. Uh, so Kansas City was my number two. So this okay. is my number three. Um, this one, this is one of the last ones that had to come in here. This is the last, again, last second line change that we had to make. And it didn't make it. I was going to put it up to number five. And then I started doing the research on it, making some notes right before we get on the show. It just kept riding up the list. I'm like, I'm, I'm liking this more and more. And it, I, it was my one of my initial leans early on. Got to take Vrabel. Catching seven points oh, in the division. Man. I know it's bad. I know. Oh man! I, as much as we've talked about Will Levis, and, and you know, I, I like the, some of his intangibles. He has been bad. His numbers have been bad. He's got, I think, the fourth lowest success rate in the NFL, uh, which is he's probably just a step above like Zach Wilson, Tommy DeVito, and Tyron Taylor, Daniel Jones. Probably the other the other two quarterbacks below him. Every everybody that started for the Giants this year. Um, but and and that you're fading the you know you're fading the Jags coming off of a bad loss. But we just got to take Vrabel in this spot here. I'm, I'm convincing myself of it. Uh, the Jags defense, their run defense is super stout. So Will Levis is going to have to throw the ball in this game, I think, to be successful. That's where the Jaguars are weak on defense. Um, they do, the Jags do generate the most turnovers in the league, but it's fascinating that they are only a plus one turnover differential because they have 17 giveaways this year as well. They turn the ball over at a horrific rate. Uh, so for a team that's n- tied for number one in takeaways to only have a plus one turnover margin is not great. And that's that's where the Titans have struggled. They don't generate any turnovers. They are dead last in generating turnovers on defense. Hopefully, Trevor Lawrence can give them a gift this week. Uh, maybe, they, maybe they sneak a fumble out uh, because that has really what's kept them from having any sort of positive field position or, or being able to score quickly uh, is them having just a horrible turnover rate. But over the last three games, the offenses are moving the ball up and down the field at a pretty similar rate. Uh, both kind of middle of the pack over the past three games. Jaguars are averaging 309 total yards per game. The Titans, 308. 
they're also averaging the exact same amount of red zone trips and converting those trips into touchdowns. They're averaging 2.3 trips per game, uh, averaging just under 30% scoring touchdowns in those, which is both bottom five in the league. They're both not great in the red zone right now. So I'm thinking just in a divisional matchup, you got Vrabel being able to hold them to field goals when they do get the ball downfield, uh, keep them behind the sticks with being able to stop the run. Because as much as the Jags, you think, you know, Trevor Lawrence moving the ball, they're a top 10 run rate team in the league, but yet they're averaging just 3.8 yards per attempt, which is in the bottom 10, 10 of the league, um, bottom third mm-hmm. of the league there. So I think if the Titans can, like I said, limit those, limit those red zone trips and hold them to field goals when they get there, get them behind the chains or on early downs when they want to be able to run the ball, uh, and get to those second and second and uh, medium, second and short situations. If they can keep them back there, let Will Levis get a little bit of time in the pocket to be able to get some deep shots out there. Uh, I think that they have a chance because the Jags, the Jags defense is allowing the third most passing yards a game on the year. Uh, and then obviously we got the variable, variable trends for you. Variable as an underdog, 29 and 21 and one over his career as an underdog of three or more he is 23, 12 and one. Mm. Uh, this is an, also another low total game uh, that we talked about betting the dogs and low total games. Another one that's at 40 uh, backs up your jets pick here uh, and any NFL games with a total below 42 uh, since 2018 are hitting at about 60%. Uh, this season, they are 32, 18 and two against the spread. Also, Trevor Lawrence as a favorite hasn't been very good. Been better this year. Five and seven as a favorite over his career. One and five as a favorite of four or more. So mm. give me the Titans plus seven in a divisional matchup. Lots of good trends there. Lots of good trends there. That's I, I started reading more and I'm like, I like this pick more than I thought. It was in my leans. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't do enough research on it because it's just like initial, initial kind of read off of it. But I was like, man, I like this pick a little bit more. Ah, man, I just Jags bounce back maybe i don't know like i i don't i don't like that game <laughs> i don't know i mean your your thought originally is like okay vrabel yes as a dog in the division sure like absolutely but jacksonville in the spot that they're in i just i can't get there i, I mean you have the jets against the bills where I the know. bills should be in a spot where that's and then like we I have know. the same game the same game like, oh, i don't know i don't know that was <laughs> ugly but i really like the titans over here like i mean come on oh it's so funny it's so funny it's great what we choose to put out there and what we don't. Um, but my number one is as ugly as ugly can be, okay? Maybe you're on it too. It's either going to be me, myself, and I, or me, myself, and Maddie. Or going back to an old favorite, play the hits. I love drums beating. And I love... We got to keep pounding. We got to keep pounding with Carolina plus 10 and a half. That's my number one pick of the week. Carolina plus 10 and a half with Dallas coming in. I got no stats for you, Matt. Well, I got a couple, but not much. <laughs> Just look at Dallas at home. I'm sorry, Dallas on the road and Carolina at home. Just look at them. The Cowboys lose to Arizona on the road. Get destroyed by the Niners on the road. Barely squeak out a game against the Chargers on the road. And get beat by Philadelphia on the road. Carolina, meanwhile, at home. First off, last week against the Bears, I'm not going to really count. It's Tyson Bajan. They held him to 16 points. But at home against the Colts, they throw two pick sixes. 
but the defense held the Colts to 13 points on offense. They held C.J. Stroud to 13 points, the MVP, and they won that game. They had Minnesota on the ropes and gave up a late fumble to, to lose the game. They gave it up. They were only gave up 14 points at home to the Vikings, and they lost to New Orleans by three on the at home. This team is much better at home. And this was like nine and a half to open. It's all the way to ten and a half. I'm like, this is a gift. The last three weeks, the defense is second in yards per attempt. They're third in yards per carry. They're first in opponents' red zone attempts per game. They're second in defensive yards per play. They're fourth in punts per play allowed, and they're third in opponents' fourth quarter scoring. Matt, this defense is playing better. They're at home. They're in Charlotte. The Cowboys stink on the road. Really, they just like to play around. And to me, I think Bryce Young is getting better with the offensive coordinator now now calling the plays. Maybe it hasn't produced yet on the scoreboard, but I do think with the defense keeping them in the game, they could win this game 20 to 10. There's no question about that. Like I know, like to me, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to really mess around. Also considering this seems like a look ahead spot. Maybe they have a Turkey day game coming up. Thanksgiving national spotlight game, playing a divisional rival in Washington national stage. And on the road, Dallas likes to play with their food. Well, food may bite back this time. I love, the Panthers plus 10 and a half against the Cowboys. Yeah, this is in my leans. I just couldn't quite get it all. Oh, I love it's it. not my number one. You, I, you loving it. I, what worries me is I was listening to one of the breakdowns of this game and just, I mean, we've said it all year. The Carolina's receivers, their inability to get separation has been a major problem. And I think Dallas is going to be really happy. And Dan Quinn's just going to be happy to play man on the outside and be able to rush five, like a lot this game and really be able to blitz and hurry up Bryce. And I think that that could be a, a monster of a problem for him. I, I, th- I think you, you start bringing like Micah Parsons coming down the, the a gap on some stunts and stuff like that. I mean, they might put this kid in the blender. So I, I do worry about that. Totally agree with you that Dallas is a different team when they play on the road. And we saw it earlier this year with Arizona, right? I mean, they had, they had a big old whomping. I think it came, came off beating the giants mm-hmm. 40 to nothing. Whomped them. Like absolutely crushed them. Oh, this team's under, they lose outright to the Cardinals. When the Cardinals were again, maybe you know we know more about Josh Dobbs now that he's a little bit of a, a little bit of a gamer at a quarterback, but still, I think they were like eight point favorites in that game, lost outright. So I, I can definitely agree with you there, but I I worry a little bit too much. They just had to sneak out. Yeah, they did. They do have to sneak out, but I think twenty four fourteen is in the cards for for Carolina. That's all they got to do. Okay, so Carolina is my number one pick, Maddie. Are we going big dogs? Are we going little dogs? Are we going? For, I, I am very intrigued because there are so many big favorites out there. I feel like you could spin the wheel and really pick a good one. So without further ado, numero uno. Well, I'm going to stick with a little bit of a theme that we've been going with this. It is a big dog. Mm. We are going to stay in the divisional dogs. And sometimes a big dog is a big bear we are gonna take he's back he's back justin fields gonna be playing in this game give me the bears plus eight uh-huh. line is moving away from chicago line is moving right you know down it was 10 i had I, I got this at 10 and a half earlier this week and it is down to eight now after news comes out wednesday that he has got a full practice in plans to play this week 
we're we're too high in Detroit again. This has happened. Like this is the public team that people love. The Detroit Lions. Now this isn't a step up in class the way we faded them last time when they played the Ravens. It's clearly a step down. But I think that the Bears have been better over their past few weeks, and this offense gets better with Justin Fields. As good as Bage has been a decent fill-in, but mm. he doesn't bring any sort of the dynamics and the athleticism that Justin Fields does. Now, while the run D doesn't stack up for them, uh, while the run D stacks up for the Lions, they have had secondary problems, allowing teams to move the ball up and down the field. You can compare them almost directly to the Eagles because the Eagles and the Lions are tied in coverage grades right, by PFF. They are ranked 22nd in the league. They have the same kind of defense. They don't let you run the ball but they have holes in their secondary to let you move the ball downfield. Um, so Fields playing this game, I, I think that the line like said, the line move is indicating that he's definitely going to play. Um, it started moving before the practice reports came out on Wednesday, early Wednesday, it moved down a point, and I'm like, there's guys plugged into this training camp and in the building that are here, and yeah, Justin's going to play, and that's why this line started moving down before the news officially came out. Um, and, and the Bears' improvements they made in the offseason – are starting to take place a little bit. Again, we said you can't take what teams are in the first four or five weeks, allow new coaching, new players to get used to systems. Um, last year, we spoke of the Bears basically having no offensive line. I mean, they, they essentially were playing with no protection out there for Justin Fields. They've made improvements over the offseason, and they've been better. Their pass pro protection rate has been top three in the league now this year. Sorry, top third of the league this year, not top three. It's going to say, this, really? No, they've been better. Darnell Wright's been really good for them. Um, their draft pick out of Tennessee. Uh, and then this is just, again, I think this is a divisional matchup. Too many points on the Lions. Divisional dogs on the road over the last 20 years are 90 games above 500. Divisional dogs on the road since 2019 are hitting at 57%. Justin Fields is back. We had to make this pick. Big time pros Joes as well. Big time pros, Joe's 72% of the tickets are on Detroit. 82% of the money is on Chicago. Mm. Give me the bears plus eight. Big line move. Big line move. This was so on brand for you. You knew it was so on brand for you. I mean, just in time, right? I mean, that's what it is. Look, the bears are my leans. I will say that I loved it a lot better at 10 and I didn't realize it moved down to eight. Now I saw nine. It was nine before we started recording, I think. And now it's, and now you it's know, down to eight. We're, we're an hour into the show and it's down to eight. Oh, my own. I don't know. That's that. Now I'm getting cheeky and nervous with it, but you kind of have to do it, you know, but you've lost a lot of the point value. We'll see where it is Friday, Saturday. See, maybe if, if you want to extend that into, into the weekend, but yeah, the Bears definitely feel like – it kind of feels like, you know, we had the Bears against the Saints. That was a good play for us. The line is this, – this is in Detroit, right? Yes. Mm, that makes it very yeah, annoying. I know. Hey, but Justin Fields on a fast track. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're talking about the Lions secondary. I'm like, I know. <laughs> That Who's getting the ball out there? <laughs> is not getting the ball. I mean, but I'll say this. Bajant was terrible in the last game. He was so bad. And Deontay Foreman carried that offense. So maybe there's a shot that the Bears can at least keep the game close and run the clock and do those things. It's I don't know. This is this is a tough one now that it's at eight. I love it a lot better at 10. 
Um, let's go to the leans. By the way, before we do that, before we go to the leans, what are the um, the bets to to money on the on the Carolina Dallas game? Just out of curiosity, because you picked out your number one play as, as the Bears. From my understanding, Carolina has got to have like ten percent of the money coming in. No, they're they're pros. They're showing seventy nine percent of the tickets on Dallas, fifty nine percent of the money on Carolina. Oh, I so, love that. So you are on the sharp side there. I can. I have. I I took Carolina at ten and a half. I just didn't put them in my fives, but mm. I am with you on that bet there. Like I said, they're my leans. If we want to get into the leans, um, they are in my leans. Miami, like I said, Miami is just out at twelve and a half. And then obviously, I think the one that probably moved out for both of us was Pittsburgh. Steelers. I mean, Pittsburgh was. I, I again, I agree. I have a ticket out of them at plus four. So I feel oh fantastic about that. Fantastic. They are. It was the Steelers flipped to a favorite. Are they? Because now, they're, now they're back time. to a, now they're back to a plus one dog. But the total in this game, the total is thirty three now. Oh, the total is 33. the Big Ten matchup. Yeah, we got this, Iowa, this is, Iowa, and uh, Nebraska here. It, yeah, exactly. I North, Northwestern and Minnesota showing up here. Oh my gosh! Yeah, thirty-three Steelers are still a one-point dog. It's amazing to me that the Steelers are still dogs, but um, yeah, I, I get it. They're giving the home home respect to the Browns, and look, the Browns with PJ Walker. I mean, you know, it's not horrible product, and their defense is going to be outstanding. So I don't know. I don't know if that total how even helps you with a one-point dog. And the big thing last week, which which a lot of people were got off of, again, I texted you, I was set on the show last week, I was on the Browns with you. I ended up flipping before game time to bet the Ravens, which was a mistake, obviously. But uh, a lot of that flip and stuff came from the Browns offensive line. So yeah. the Browns are without, I believe they're starting two tackles right now. So they've got mm-hmm. the interior of their offensive line put together, but their two tackles are out. So that could be huge for uh, Highsmith and Watt to go out there and eat on, and feast mm-hmm. on them. Mm, that is tough. Pittsburgh in my lanes. Chicago. In my lanes, Green Bay. In my lanes, Matt, I, I don't know what to do with this. How can the Commanders be nine and a half point favorites against anybody? But how can I bet on Meatballs Devito? I mean, I just I, I can't I, do it. I'm so proud of us for as bad as like you know again like. I'm betting on Will Levis. You're betting on Zach Wilson. We're like, we can't go down Tommy DeVito alley. Like, we can't go there. It's just too far gone. Like, he is – I said Zach Wilson's off my bet list. Tommy DeVito's not even on my radar. Yeah. He's he's in another planet. Like, it's – I want to well, take him. Well, he's a little on my radar. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, he's in, he's in my – they're in my leans, like the Giants, but I don't know why they are. I'm like – they just beat the Commanders with Tyrod Taylor. Like, they won and scored 13 points. Like, they just beat them. You know, it's like, uh, is he that bad? He's, can he just, can he complete a pass? Can we do the whole Belichick versus the Bills thing? And they ran the, they threw it three times. Like, can't you come up with something creative, Dayball, where, like, they got to do something, right? Something. I don't know. Oh, that's so ugly. So ugly. All right, let's go to the specials. The under the weather is nine and one. It has been a very good year for weather. Uh, Mother Nature has uh, definitely smiled upon us. Uh, And they'll smile upon us again because we're going right to 
a game that we need the under to hit on to get our dog. That will be Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo and the Jets under 40. Here's the weather report. 44 degrees. Clouds and sun mixed in with possible wet snow involved here. The, the 10 to 20 mile an hour winds with 15 mile an hour sustained. That's not going to work. I know Josh Allen's got a big arm and he can knife through that, but Zach Wilson has a big arm and won't knife up anything. He is a dull blade. So we're going to go with this one. Jets try to run the football. I think the Bills will try to run the football more. Um, you know, I, I think they'll try to get the James Cook more involved. James Cook, shout out to you, my brother, winning me my fantasy this week. But I think uh, I think James Cook will have it going. James Cook has been to the fumbleitis though too. He had like two or three fumbles in that game. So, uh, but under forty, my just out was the Eagles Chiefs. I think that's a great under because it's going to be wet and it's going to be windy, and the over under is forty five, and everybody's going to bet the over here. I think the Eagles Chiefs is just out for me, but the Jets Bills is really the one I want. So, Jets Bills under forty is the under the weather. If there was ever a week to take a big shot go big game hunting this is the week to do so maddie the floor is yours my magic friend we're taking big ones this week because there's like not really short dogs like i like two short favorites and i I like the fact i like kansas city and denver so it takes the pretty much the only two of the short dogs out Mm -hmm. as much as I, i had green bay in my picks i don't love them to win a game outright even if it's at home i just think that that's the chargers win an ugly one and they find a way to to squeak by 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 one or two points, and I'm open to deliberation here with this. I said Tommy DeVito is off my radar, but as you said, they beat the Commanders a few weeks ago. Oh my are, God! The Giants are plus three fifty on the money line. I mean, there again, this could be a defensive win. This is a defensive win. It's exactly how they won the last game. I know it's bad, but they're plus three fifty for a divisional game with a team that they just beat a few weeks ago. It's ugly. Open for deliberation, of course. Yeah. The only team I have in here, Tennessee, plus 260 against yeah. Jacksonville. I know you don't love that one, but that would get us 150 to 1 on the parlay. That's 15-20 on the parlay. Carolina was almost there. Do, no, I can't do Carolina. I, I, Carolina, I, I just I don't see how they, they beat Dallas in that defense. It'll be close, though. Like, I, I'll be in a – Okay, so because then there's there's the other dogs are so short as far as like Pittsburgh being plus one, what about Arizona or, or Los Angeles plus one. Do you like the Cardinals? <sighs> Again, I just think CJ is going to throw all over them. I think they keep it close, but I don't see them stopping them on defense. Cardinals plus one eighty five. All right, I am okay with the Giants just because the number is ridiculous and more ridiculous things have happened. So yeah. I hate it, but I like it. And then, and then uh, the Titans, I would rather have the Jets than the Titans. That's my opinion. But if if this is your money line, I think the Giants, Jets, Jets. I, I think the Jets have reached a point now where everybody's saying, oh, the Jets are the Bills kryptonite and this and that. And I just think that they're going to be too public. I think the Jets, everybody's going to be on the Jets and their money line. And, and being, I think it's going to be a super public play. We're sticking with it, Dan. We're sticking with it. Deliberation is closed. We're banging the gavel. Plus 150 to one. We're getting it all back and then some this week. So we can go Tommy DeVito and Will Levis, but we can't go Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. Fair enough. Nope. Nope. Can't do it. Okay. 
Giants, Titans. What is it? Plus 15, 20, you said? Plus 15, 20. That is so vile. That is so disgusting. But it just might work. I love it. All right, it's that time of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Lou has heard us speak. Now, he must tell us what's in the crystal ball. We must get a win, Lewis. It's 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 got to happen. We can officially not go. I mean, unless you do a triple narrative again and somehow win, he officially probably couldn't go over five hundred. But it's still it's still pride thing, right? It's a pride thing. I just also want to point out that every one, every narrative I've given that I haven't been on the show, I've lost. So let's mm. hopefully, right? That's all I can hope for. Uh, listen, listen. Cowboys, 10 and a half. Nail it. Against the Panthers. Who's the quarterback? Who are we starting with? That's uh, Bryce Young. I, I should have taken it last week. I should, you know what's funny is I, I put in the pick. I sent it to you last week. I go, oh, Tom Brady, the, the, the Patriots. I want to say Tom Brady. You see how associated how bad it is. Patriots, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. You guys stink. Uh, so I, <laughs> I should have taken the Raiders to beat the Jets. They're going to beat both New York teams. As it's happening, I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, this was the narrative. What am I doing? What are we Heidi doing? Bowl, Heidi Bowl rematch. I, I knew it, too. It's like, what are we doing, you Dumb bum. So now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, all right, Cowboys playing the Panthers. Are they better than the Giants at all? Uh, probably right now. A little bit. but not by, by a smidge. No, yeah. No. About six points. Yeah. yeah, about six, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, all right. We're, we're going to ride with the Cowboys down in Carolina minus ten and a half. Let it go. Let it fly. Listen, we got to do something here. We we got to do something. So this is not working out. This is not, you, you guys let me down. All right. I thought Billy Belichick <laughs> was coming out uh, a walk of shame, and he was going to put the boys on. And next thing I know, McCorkle Macaroni is throwing lame ducks before the end zone. Okay, Lou. Lou if if you had known, if you had known that I was on the Colts. You would have never made that pick because I always know when they're. Nope. I am like undefeated when I no. pick against them. Yes. No, I still would have made that pick. I still would have made that pick. You no should have won the game. What are you talking about? You should have won the dead. game. They're dead. They're dead. What are you talking about? They're Mac dead. dropped back and he looked like me at quarterback. And that's it. He's dead. He's dead. He's done. Matty Ice can make that throw. And where's he Tito? should. Where's Tito? Tito can make that throw. Tito could make that throw. Get out of here. Back of the end zone. Such a bad this guy drops back. And he's just looking at him, and he throws a lame duck. Get out of your town! That's sure. ridiculous. That that was the most disappointing. It made me think that he was. It made me think like someone in the mob got to him. That's how bad of a throw that was. I honestly, like it really think, did. Yeah, yeah, because like, he's <laughs> holding it over his head. Guys, I mean, I, it's insane. That's it insane. Was, it was and then insane. you and I, you and I go back and forth. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, like, why are we even talking? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> Why am I arguing with Dan? They both stink. Like, why? They jumped in with Justin Fields over here. Yeah, <laughs> you pipe down over there. All right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Maddie. Let's go with the rundown. Give it to me straight. The rundown. We've got the Packers catching three points at home against the Chargers. Denver giving two and a half points in Minnesota at home. Uh, Titans plus seven on the road at Jacksonville. Kansas City minus two and a half hosting the Philadelphia Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch. And the Chicago Bears plus eight points 
in a divisional matchup against the Detroit Lions. The New York Jets, Josh Allen's kryptonite. It is green. Uh, plus seven at the Bills. Miami Dolphins, minus 13 and a half. Yes, sir, against the Raiders. A big letdown spot for the Raiders. Hoping it's Rocky 2 and not Rocky 1. Philadelphia, plus two and a half at Kansas City. Ding, ding. Arizona, chicken nuggets for everybody. At Houston, plus five. I love it. Extra sauce. And me, myself, and I taking a bite out of the Cowboys. Give me the Panthers as my number one play. Plus ten and a half at home in Charlotte. The under the weather is... Jets, Bills, under 40 is the under the weather. Matt, the Magic Moneyline Parlay. Giants and Titans. That's so vile. It's bad. It's That's bad. So vile. So vile. And a head-to-head for me with my number one play, Lewis going with the Cowboys, minus 10.5 in the bet, the narrative. Feels like the books have kind of caught up now and and now laying those big dogs and all that stuff. You know, the books feel like they need a good week. The public has been too fat and happy. It's time to batten down the hatches against the books and we got to be on their side, right? Yeah, no, I think this is, I mean, I like a lot of the big, the only big dog I'm really off of this week would be Tampa. Vegas. Vegas and Tampa. Yeah. Because I don't know what to do with the Tampa game. No, nah, that, that one is like, I got to just see another 49ers game. It's like, are they back to where they were pre-injuries with, you know, they had all of a sudden they get Debo and Trip Williams back and they're back to the old ways, you know what I mean? And they, and they run through a Jacksonville team that we think is pretty good. So I uh, got to see more out of San Francisco. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. I just couldn't, couldn't even, couldn't even bother with that one. The only one we didn't mention was Seattle and the Rams and look, Stafford's playing in a game now. If it, if he wasn't playing I'd all over Seattle, but I don't know. The Rams are plus one. The- McVeigh spot too. McVeigh. McVeigh spot. Yeah, this is where they do it. We are down on Seattle. Might have to put the Rams in later. I don't know. Might go in the lanes. All right. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and for our steam producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, I am Dan Zampano. We'll see you next week. Thanksgiving is upon us. We got to figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. And then we're into December football. Can you believe it? It's going to be such a wild ride very, very soon. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, on the Spotify, on the Google Pod, on the Apple Pod, wherever you're listening, on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net. Tune into the picks on X on Sunday at 1230 or listen to the show beforehand. We'll see you next week for a Thanksgiving edition. Sunday coming. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.